Welcome to The Her of the Dog. This podcast is intended for an over 18 audience, so if you're under 18, sit in butter and slide on. Hello and welcome to Her the Dog with me, JP. And me, Darji. Bringing you episode 5, Ghost Stories and Irish Myths. Ooh, happy Halloween! <laughs> Halloween is officially upon us. Yeah, it is. Well, no, it's it's like, it's the start of the week, which is shitty. So all the Halloween parties will be like this weekend. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you dressing up as? I'm not. I've done enough dress You're up. scary enough. Yeah, I've done enough. I'm not. I think we're actually going to go away on Halloween Ooh, night. Very good. With the dogs, because I just can't. Right. I, I was going to say something I'm not going to I'm not going there anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was going to say I'm going to Fitzpatrick's uh, up near Dundalk on Saturday night oh lovely um, and they always do have you ever heard of Fitzpatrick's on Halloween no they always do like major like scary you know like with actors and everything Halloween it's really really good you have to book like ages in advance just to get a space in it so I'm going up there. I'm really looking forward to that. Lovely. I, as I said, I am just, I'm just done with Halloween already. Ach, like, no. I am. No, it's just like my Halloween started at the start of October. Well, that's and true. Yes. I don't even like Halloween, really. Like, I, I'm not a Halloween person. Like, I cannot wait to next Wednesday. Like. This is going to be a very fun podcast. No, like I can appreciate Halloween, but I, I cannot wait to next Wednesday. Yes. Christmas starts. Oh, for fuck's and sake. I can't fucking wait. No, you see, before Christmas, there's I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. You have to go through the motions, man. Go through the motions. Halloween, I'm a celebrity, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday, Valentine's Day, and then the best day and the happiest day of the year, St. Patrick's Day. And my birthday before that. Um, oh, yeah, the, of course. Uh, no, I, uh, our decorations are going up next week. Like Your Christmas decorations? Yeah. Oh, you want to catch a grip, man. No, I love them. <laughs> I would have them up in all, only it's Friday. See, upon. we put ours up on the 10th of December, and they're ripped down the 28th of December. Christmas is over by then. The 28th of... Yes. What? December, yes. Jesus, mate. Yeah, no, no, it's Christmas is over. See this, oh, it's bad luck to keep them up, or take them down before the 6th of January. Bollocks, take them down. Or stay up there around about the 10th, I think. Well, no, I have to say, I must admit, whenever I was in uh, university, or my Christmas tree stayed up to Easter Monday. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not joking. Speaking of trees, my next door neighbour, I've never heard of this till this year, my next door neighbour has a Halloween tree. But see, that's somebody with too much money and too much time no, in their but hands. They're, they're selling, like, I was in Tesco's the other night, and they're selling... Halloween Christmas why? Street. Why? See, that know. is another Americanism. That is something... Some guy in America says, Hey, you know what would be a good idea? We need to go to America. Do you know what would be a good idea if, you know, we put up a tree for Christmas and then we can... Or for Halloween and then we can just keep it up until, like, Christmas. <laughs> that was the worst accent ever. We need to go <laughs> to America. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the reason why I, the reason why I'm saying that was it was a, a director in the town said that to me once. I tried to do an American accent, and he says we need to go to America in front of everyone, and I was humbled. I I was rinsed, <laughs> rinsed in front of everyone. 
Um, what have you been up to this week anyway? What have I been up to this week? Well, good news in the um, education front. I passed my differentiation last Thursday. I was convinced that you were just spelling dissertation wrong. No, I... <laughs> so differentiation for those who don't know, it is the first major milestone in a PhD journey. So they like the work, they said it has good potential and more or less get your fucking finger out and what's it all about. So yeah, I passed it and I was very, very happy to pass it. Congratulations. Thank you very, very much. I will be, it'll be uh, her of the dog with JP and Dr. Dargy soon. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, uh, you, you, if you do not address me as that. I'm never going to address you as doctor. Why? But like, I, I just... It, can you fix Pierce me if I have something wrong with me inside? No, no, that is, no, that is <laughs> I'm not, not joking. That is I'm not. Joking. I am not an, a medical doctor. What did you I'm say? Joking. Did you say? No. Oh, I thought you did. Jesus, Jesus. I thought you said something else there. No, the uh, I just look. I'll I'll refer to you as. Doctor Galagalagalagalay. That's yeah, that's hundred percent. Um, um, so I'm whenever we're out for a pint or whatever, you can call me Doc. You know where Doc. But, yeah, you can fuck <laughs> But off. no, that's that's what I got up to this week, and I've just taken this week off from studying just to um, just to clear the head. And this week off will probably go on until about the second week of January. So um, yeah, very good. I actually watched the Colleen Rooney documentary oh, this week. Is it on the Netflix? No, it's on Disney Plus. Oh right, okay. It was really fucking good. I must. Is that where, where she went? It's it's Rebecca Vardy. Yeah, like we we right. I go back to the to the story. So we watched the David Beckham documentary. Yeah, I you know, still have to watch that. Oh man, unbelievable! Yeah. But like as a United fan, it's just uh, unbelievable. And uh, Roisin was then on at me to watch the Colleen one. I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, don't know all, I don't know about it. Mate, hooked. We watched it all in one night. Oh, like, very good. It was fucking unreal. Like, and see, it's a documentary, like a documentary oh, style. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's documentary style. And like, you know, how, why the, why fucking Rebecca Vardy took Colleen to trial is fucking beyond me. The amount of fucking evidence that they found, even stuff that against she her. Oh my god! Like, mate, it was wild. The uh, it was her and her agent. She's saying she didn't know her agent on a bollocks. The text messages and all were. <laughs> oh, I'll but have to watch it. She, she released. I didn't know this. She released stories, and I remember reading these stories at the time about Myres, uh-huh. and about how. He was refusing to go to training and stuff. And okay. obviously Jamie Vardy was coming home bitching to his wife. And she was then running and selling it to the sun. That's crazy. And about Danny Drinkwater being caught uh, drink driving and all. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> ironic? Drink water was caught drink driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, was, it was very, very interesting. Like, And it's not... Colleen Rooney's a smart fucker. Like, yeah. like, what she... Do you know how she trapped her? No. So basically... The, the to go through the story. Colleen has a private Instagram page, and it's so funny. And every time she posted something on her private Instagram page, it would appear in the Sun newspaper like a couple of days later about Wayne Rooney. Obviously, there was a fur rumors, and then they had split up, and it was all appearing in the Sun. And Colleen basically was like, "Right, well, no one from Liverpool would put anything in the Sun because of obviously everything to do with Hillsborough." 
so she whittled it down and she had a hunch that it was Rebecca Vardy so she was in holidays in Mexico and hid her stories from everyone apart from Rebecca oh, Vardy and posted sake. up saying that she was going to Mexico to, to test out the like um, gender thing with babies where you pick the gender choosing where you pick yeah. your own gender and it was seen just by Rebecca Vardy and then next thing it was in the sun so that's oh, how she called her sick. <laughs> fucking genius like pure yeah. genius I mean I was laughing like fuck it was just so smart the way she done it yeah. and uh yeah, and even whenever Rebecca Vardy took her to court and all, Colleen was like, "I don't give a fuck." Like, I it was you. Like, I, yeah, I yeah. can prove it. I was must you. watch it. Speaking oh, speaking of things that I watched, and it's a bit on topic. I watched Scream for the first time. Wow. The, yeah, the film Scream. What do you think? <laughs> do you not like scary films? No, it. I don't like scary films, but it wasn't scary. It was funny. Scream. Scream. Scream one. The first Scream. It was funny. Hello, Cindy. Yeah, it, it was funny. It, I really like it. I couldn't believe the Scooby-Doo or Shaggy or Scooby-Doo's in it. Yeah. I Who's he playing it? Is it? It's not Billy, is it Billy? I think it is Billy. It's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird landing, but... But I, I have to say I enjoyed it. I did. And I can see why, like, Kier was trying to tell me, you know, like, oh, they kind of take the piss out of themselves in it. Um... And that continues as the franchise grows and grows. So I've yet to watch the second one. Um, I'll probably watch it over the weekend. But yeah, I, f- I thought it was funny. A guy I used to um, work with whenever I was at my other place. Um, one of my good, good, good friends working there. He is obsessed with him. Loves him. Yeah. Loves the Brian franchise. Is, Brian is obsessed. Well, he's obsessed with Gail Weathers. Oh, right. The, the news reporter thinks she's such an icon. Like... But I was going through, I didn't really recognise anyone. Then I went, fuck me, that's the Fonz. I had a Happy Mondays. I can't remember the actor's name. But like, this is a guy from the 1970s. <laughs> and I recognised him before anyone. Now I have to say, I would be up for watching another one. I know a recent one came out there during the year. Yeah. So I would be up for watching it again. Yeah, it was, it was grand. What's your scariest, what's your, the one movie that you could never watch? Like, that's too scary. None. I love scary films. Now, I get completely petrified by them, but I'd yeah. watch anything. Well, I'll tell you what my scariest movie is. And it's not even a scary movie. It puts the fear of shite clean inside me. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. See, before you came here today, yeah. Roisin said that. Because Dar- of something that I'm going to talk yeah. about later on. Dar- Darby O'Gill and the Little People, and we will explain why later. Now, there is somebody that's quite close to me that his other favourite, or his other uh, film that he can't watch out of pure fear, The Wizard of Oz, because of The Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> I, I'll get you my pretty and her little dog too, yes. Fuck. No, I've always watched The Wizard of Oz. Never freaked me out. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it freaks... Uh, the Wicked Witch freaks this particular person out. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's pretty, pretty fucking Sad. unique. I've never yeah. heard of anyone being afraid of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But, yeah, anything else this week? Um, Manchester United were playing last night and I swore to fuck this team are going to drive me to an early grave. Why well, I didn't... I, I'm not being smart, but what was the result? It finished 1-0. Um, Harry Maguire scored, believe it or not. Harry Maguire, of all people. You but see, 
they conceded a penalty in the last second, ninety fourth minute, and there was four minutes added on, and it was go. Cool. I was honestly, Roshin was upstairs and the language coming out of my mouth. See, you just <laughs> let it get to you far too but, much. I know, but then Onana saved the penalty, and I sort of fuck. I was, but it's just the whole everything about United at the minute is just breaking me. Like I ask, take over everything. I asked Brian Reeve who his favorite footballer was, and he said. Ronaldinho Ronaldinho for those who don't know retired about 10 years ago I love how Brian wears a West Ham training kit oh yeah he wears <laughs> oh a West Ham and he says oh god sure isn't uh, isn't Ronaldinho brilliant wasn't he great at the weekend he has not got a clue <laughs> hasn't a clue but um, other than that I'm just reading up about this fucking war shit in the Middle East it's just fucking disgusting it like, is it is terrible we're not going to get into um, no, which I, sides I, and all that I'm, I, I see what I'll do is I'll wait about 10 years and then decide to talk about it because uh, I'm a political historian so it's just but regardless of who's to blame or what's to blame killing anyone yes it's just fucking so wrong what like. we're saying is peace and love to everyone just Stop. Yeah, like, just cut it out, will you? For fuck's sake! <laughs> like, can you not? If if we can do it, anyone can do it. Just fucking cut it out. I'm telling your ma. The uh, but yeah, that's it's just fucking mad. But anyway, on to the actual topic of the, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got a list of some stuff. Um. That are scary Irish stories. So do you have any um, Irish scary stories? Yes, I do. I do indeed, JP. Um, I have um, a scary story from 2013. Ooh. Ooh. So what happened was um, my aunt was very, very ill in hospital. Okay. Uh, or in the hospice. Very, very ill. Was this a real story? Like This real oh, story, right, okay. yes. And... Um, very very ill and at three o'clock in the morning i heard like what sounded like a baby crying right between a baby and a cat crying now i knew there was no babies either side uh, of where we lived okay and i looked out the window and there was no cats or anything running about and at 6 a.m my aunt had passed away and I am convinced, and there is no doubt in, in my mind, that that was the banshee that I had heard. 100% I heard the banshee. Well, on on that, that's fucking mental, but yeah. on that, so we'll start off with this here then. Yeah. We'll start off with Irish myths. Yeah. True or false? Are they real? Yeah. And the Banshee, you've just led me on to the Banshee. Uh-huh. So for those who don't know, a Banshee is a female spirit in Irish folklore who hurls the death of a family member, usually by screaming, wailing, shrieking, or keening. Her name is connected to the mythology important tumuli, or mounds, that dot the Irish countryside, which are known as side in Old Irish. Sometimes she is long streaming or sometimes she has long streaming hair, which she may be seen coming with some legends specifying she can only um I don't know what that says. With some legends specifying she can only keen while combing her hair. 
She wears a grey cloak over a green dress and her eyes are red from continual weeping. She may be dressed in white with red hair and a ghastly complexion. According to first-hand account by Anne Lady Fanshaw in her memoirs, Lady Wilde in her books provides others. The size of the banshee is another physical feature that differs between regional accounts, though some accounts of her standing unnaturally tall are recorded. The majority of tales that describe her height state that the banshee's stature is short, anywhere between one foot and four foot. Her exceptional shortness often goes alongside the description of her as an old woman, though it may also be intended to emphasise her state as a fairy creature. Sometimes the banshee assumes the form of some sweet singing virgin of the family who died young and has been given the mission by the invisible powers to become the harbinger of coming doom to the her mortal kindred. Or she may be seen at night as a shrouded woman crouched beneath the trees, laminating with a veiled face, or flying past in the moonlight crying bitterly. And the cry of the spirit is mournful beyond all other sounds on earth and betokens certain death to some member of the family whenever it is heard in the silence of the night. Oh, shiver me timbers. <clears throat> Did I go? Yeah, that was... <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Look, I only know the Banshee. Sorry, before we go on, can I just say, do you remember the TV show years ago, Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids? Yeah. That's what you were like there. <laughs> yeah, um, little Johnny went for sweeties. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, the Banshees, you're convinced you're I am convinced that the Banshee is real. Um, okay. I am convinced that I have heard the Banshee, did not see, thank God. Um, but what happens if you see it? I, I don't know, but I, I'm pretty sure that I would need new underpants. <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember, though, if you looked a bunch in the eye, you died. I could, yeah, I'm not sure. But no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sure. But see, the banshee apparently only goes to the families of the relate uh, of uh, to the relations of the family with the surname McKeown or. Um, O, so like say O'Connor or O'Hara, Mick, mm-hmm. um, Mick uh, is to say, or anything, you know, with Mick or O or Mac, um, she only appears to the relations of, the, of that family name. What's so, your, what was your so, surname? Uh, maiden name was Mick, McKeown. Oh. Yeah, McKeown. Yeah. Well, I only heard of the Banshee because... My mum's brothers call her the Banshee. Right, okay. And that's yeah. how yeah, no, that's how I knew what like, a Banshee was. The first time I was ever introduced to the a Banshee was Darby O'Gill and the Little People and that's why I'm I'm so afraid of it. For that film was released in the nineteen fifties. And for a film of that era to um have the technology to uh, to have something that looked like a Banshee is just mind blowing. Like that Scare even the movement of it. So she's standing there. Darby O'Gill thinks that his daughter is about to die, and he hears that. Uh, no, he's up in the mountain to try and tell the king, the 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 uh, leprechaun king or the fairy king, to stop the wishes, bring back his daughter. 
But while he's up the mountain, his horse starts to rear up. And just as the horse starts to rear up, there's a lightning bolt. And all you hear is... <laughs> and I, I kid you not, I'm showing Jebby right now. I have goosebumps right now. And he fucks, a, what do you call it, a gas lantern at it. And it goes away, right? Right. So then he runs back down to the daughter who is on her deathbed. And that's what the Banshee is trying to uh, warn of. And as he goes down, the Banshee reappears and he fights her again. And he, go away, go away, go, go on with you, go on with you. So the Banshee fucks off uh, <laughs> after scaring everybody in the country. And just at that, the death coach then arrives. So you have the Banshee and the death coach in Dario getting the little people. Now, this is meant to be a kid's a Disney movie. And the death coach comes down and the door, it has a headless coachman as well. And the door opens and, it, and the man goes, Daw. <clears throat> So it has a death coach and a and a um a headless coachman and the door opens and he goes Darby O'Gill get in and Darby O'Gill goes in and that is him being taken away to a different uh, place and the king is there. I'm telling the whole fucking story. No, I don't but, even need to watch it. <laughs> but the king is there and he tricks the king into granting him another wish. And then, lo and behold, everything's grand uh, and rosy in the garden again. But the Banshee is, without doubt, my biggest fear. If I, I know I've heard the Banshee, but if I've seen the Banshee, I'm near sure it would petrify me to death. There you go. Yeah. Um, Roshan was actually talking about that film earlier on today, that Darby O'Gill. Yeah, Darby O'Gill. It it it's a Disney film. You'd be able to get it on Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Yep. It's oh, a Disney people. film. And it is, it's like one of these Disney movies where they're like, oh, let's go to Ireland and just throw every fucking <laughs> bit of stereotyping in the middle of it. <laughs> but it is, it's a good film. But I'm a man who is still the right side of 30 and it still scares the shit out of me. Fuck me. Yep. Well, the next one actually came in from one of our listeners. Um yeah. Rory requested us to talk about and uh, excuse me if I don't pronounce this right but the puka 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 okay yeah so uh, the puka is a creature of Celtic English and Channel Islands folklore considered to be uh, bringers both of good and bad fortune they could help or hinder rural and marine communities puka can have dark or white fur or hair. The creatures were said to be shape-changers that could take the appearance of horses, goats, cats, dogs and hares. They may also take a human form, which includes various animal features, such as ears or a tail. The puka may be regarded as being either menacing or beneficial. Fairy mythologist Thomas uh, Keatley said notions respecting it are very vague and in a brief description gives an account collected by Croker from a boy living near Killarney that old people used to say that pukas were, ver- were very numerous long ago, were wicked minded, black looking, bad things that would come in the form of wild cults with chains hanging about them. And that did much to harm unwary travellers. Also, 
little bad boys and girls were warned not to eat overripe blackberries because this was a sign that the puka has entered them. One theme of the puka's folklore is their need for mischief. They are commonly said to entice humans to take a ride on their back, giving the <laughs> giving the rider a wild and terrifying journey before dropping the unlucky person back at the place where they were taken from. Sounds like me. Well, that uh, <laughs> that one there is a bit yeah, yeah it's a bit tricky I've, I've to just, get. I've just looked it up. I think um, it might be pronounced uh, p- uh, puka or puka, one or the other. Puka. Um, but I've looked it up there. It looks like a fucking looks like a wee goblin kind of thing. It does not look nice. I wouldn't like to no. come across one. It looks like yeah. a wolf and yeah, with, goblin mixed with into horns one. on it and yeah. big long tail and yeah, I don't, I don't like the look of it. Um, there was um, one from my childhood that you know not everyone is. Gonna, it's so stupid. Not everyone's going to get it. All right, because. It literally only relates to the caravan site that we grew up in. Okay. <laughs> right. So basically, it's the story of the board man. All right. And I had to text my uncle before earlier <laughs> today. The to board make sure, man. Yeah, to make sure that I got this story right. So we were all told as kids, so our caravan site had a curfew. So you had to be in your vans by like 11 o'clock or something like that. Well, kids anyway. Um, adults obviously didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, but... <clears throat> Basically, the story was that if it was really dark and the lights went out, that if we weren't home, the board man were go- was going to get us. Oh, Jesus. Right. And basically, the story was was that a ship... So our caravan site was uh, by the beach and there was rocks and stuff. And apparently, the story was that this guy was on a boat, right? Mm-hmm. And the boat crashed into the rocks. <gasps> but he survived the initial impact. Yeah, but when he stepped on the rock, he slipped and whacked his head and fe- and died. But the piece of wood from the ship had a nail in it, and it stuck in his back. Mm. So when he was found, he had a board on his back, hence and the name Boardman. And that he roamed in between the caravans, looking for children to kill. This is what we were told. <laughs> So we were all fucking petrified of the board man. So because he slipped and fell, he's going to kill children. Yeah. So, but this has been passed down for generations. Right. Like my, my uncles, my dad, my uncles, my auntie would have been told about this and, and their cousins. And like, it actually was put on. I, I had seen it. The reason why it reminded me was, um, it was on my uncle's Facebook the other day or Instagram and even his cousins who didn't necessarily had a caravan were all like we were all fucking petrified of the board man <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> have to look into this board man no it's for... mi- there's no references yeah, I know. anywhere it's just, so there's no 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 I googled it there's nothing this was entirely made up for our caravan site in Minerstown that is it <laughs> like, see that would scare the shit out of me exactly Like, and I remember being a child and being scared of this board man and it was like uh, there's what there's only there's not that I think my uncle there's 13 years between me yeah. and my uncle so it's not as if like he's fucking way older than me yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's still that was passed down to generations and whenever I go down to the, whenever I take my child to that caravan site I'm going to tell my child that and yeah. scare the fuck out of them yeah but see scary stories I do love a good old scary story but 
like most of the scary things that have happened or that I've heard of is stories of actual like ghosts or mm-hmm. uh, seeing things like I remember my granddad saying or telling me that he's seen ghosts he's seen it like a really really dark demon looking figure in his room one night Jesus yeah and he yeah it scared the shit out of him yeah well I definitely I didn't see anything obviously down in Crumlin Road Jail but I felt you felt like, something oh, man, it was see I would I would crap myself like, I am no good with yeah I don't know whether it was all in my head though but like it was fucking see it scary. could be it could be the the fact that you feel like you're there so you're expecting something yeah but that's like I do fully believe that there are ghosts 100% ghosts yeah like Whereas Kira would be like, nah, there's no proof, you know, whereas, no, I'm, I'm definitely... No, don't get me wrong, I, look, I'm sort of on the fence with it, uh, I think that some people lie, like, then TV shows and stuff are a little... Oh, like, most haunted. But, like, if you look at certain pictures, like, there's ones that are, like, pictures that are unexplainable, like... Oh, the 100%, 100%, like, as I say, I've heard, I remember... Well, obviously, it was long before my time, but my nanny going to her brother's house shortly after her sister-in-law had passed. Mm-hmm. And as she was in the room, um, she saw her sister-in-law at the bottom of the bed. Um, and she swore that she would never stay in that house again, you know? So, Fuck. yeah, it's very, very spooky. I, I, like, I don't like... See if I ever seen a ghost. That's what I'm saying. I would be petrified. I would shit my cacks. There is no <laughs> two ways about it. I would shout "fuck you" all over the place and run. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be fit for it. I was building on something that you actually told me not that long ago. Maybe it was last week. I don't know. That Halloween was originated in Ireland. Yes, that's so right. I find this story uh, another myth or mythology, mm-hmm. whatever the word is. But it's the legend of Stingy Jack. Okay. And I found this story very fucking interesting. What I do you do? Not on Instagram. Just not by a pint? No. Mm. Well, it's not kicking mm, the Not far off, off yeah. But it kind of leads to something that happens every Halloween in millions of households around the world. And okay. it all stems from this story, apparently. Okay, yeah. Go for it. So, people have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween for centuries. One version of the practice may have originated from an Irish legend which first appeared in print in the 19th century about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin so that Jack could use it to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up there, 
Jack carved a sign into the cro- uh, of the cross into the tree's bark so the devil could not come down until the devil's p- devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Soon after, Jack died. As the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavoury figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack pl- had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. He sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth with it ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern and then simply Jack O'Lantern. That story likely drew on a parallel uh, etymology of the term Jack the Lantern as akin to will-o'-the-wisp and mysterious light seen in wooded or swampy areas at night, sometimes with natural causes, other times as a result of mischievous children lighting lanterns, which obviously then leads on to the pumpkins. Uh-huh. It's fucking mad. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, that's what I meant to tell you last week, that it was a, a pump, a, like the idea of pumpkins. It was, it was originally turnips, yeah, um, in Ireland, so... But it's funny how that spooky, st- scary story and the pump, uh, the turnip with the light in it has evolved into putting a fucking like weird face onto a, a pumpkin. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just going and having fun with it, you know? Yeah. See, that again, again, that's the Americans for you. They take <laughs> something. They, they, they were Irish. They make it, they make it into puke. And then they sell it out into the world. Well, before we move on to some real scary stories from Ireland, I've got a Halloween joke for you. Yeah, you see, you'd be brilliant as a, as like, and this is not taking the piss this time. You'd be really, really good as, you know, telling ghost stories like, Ooh. It's a ghost. Yeah. Yaggy. <laughs> Waggy. <laughs> yeah, um, so I've got a Halloween joke for you. Okay. <clears throat> I remember this one from childhood. Is it shite? It. Yeah. Right, it's, okay. it's completely awful. I'm not going to look at you so I that I don't it. start laughing <clears throat> prematurely. Okay. One day, there were three young boys playing on a field. And they spotted an empty dark house. <laughs> Mickey Mouse says, I bet none of you have the guts to go in there. You make me laugh, says Goofy. So Goofy goes inside, he sees a fiver on the table. Great, he thought. So he goes towards the table, and as he picks up the fiver, he hears a a voice. I'm the ghost of Auntie Mabel, leave that fiver on the table. Goofy runs out and yells, there's a ghost, there's a ghost. And Mickey Mouse says, yeah right. So he decides to take a look for himself. Mickey Mouse goes in. And he sees the fiver. Great, he thought. So he heads towards the table. And as he's about to pick up the fiver, he hears a voice. I'm the ghost of Auntie Mabel. Leave that fiver on the table. So Mickey comes out running, saying, Goofy's right. There really is a ghost in there. So Donald Duck says, You guys are pathetic. I'll go in and check things out, since you two are too scared to finish the job. 
So Donald walks in and straight away he spots the fiver. He walks towards the table and as he's about to pick up the fiver he hears a voice. I'm the ghost of Auntie Mabel. Leave that fiver on the table. So Donald Duck says... I'm the ghost of Donald Duck. I'll take this fiver and run like fuck. <laughs> very good. Very good. I heard that when I was a kid and I was like, I need to fucking no, say that. No, that's I very, that very joke. good. I like that. Why, um, was the, why was the skeleton sad at the dinner dance? I don't know. Because he had no body to dance with. I didn't want to steal your thunder and tell you that the answer to that joke. So I just went, I don't know. Oh, thank um, you so much. On the scary Irish stories. Right. Somebody's scared. freaked me the fuck out. Right, okay. Um, I'm not going to do them all because they're a bit long-winded. But yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm going to do... I'm going to give you a couple um, so you can look through. So, first one. Freaky Dicky Lemon Squiggy. All right. The haunted cottage of Cooning, County Fermanagh. The site of paranormal activity. In the area of Cooning, near Fermanagh, Slash Tyrone border sits an isolated abandoned cottage. In 1911, this was the home of the Murphy family, who were apparently victims of poltergeist activity. Ooh. Mrs. Murphy was a widow, who, along with her children, began to hear mysterious noises at night. <laughs> knocks on the door the headboard on the one knocks on the door footsteps in the empty loft and unexplained creaks and groans <laughs> I think the Murphys were up to no good then other strange occurrences began such as plates travelling across tables seemingly on their own and bed clothes moving around in empty beds. Soon, more extreme and frequent paranormal activity began to occur, with pots and pans thrown violently against the walls and furniture elevated from the ground. A coldness permeated the cottage as mysterious shapes appeared and, and disappeared through the walls. The house began to talk of the uh, uh, the house became the talk of the area, and neighbours, local clergymen. And a local MP visited, becoming shocked witnesses to the strange events. A Catholic priest from nearby Maguire's Bridge performed two exorcisms to absolutely no avail. The haunting continued along with the family's terror. Soon, rumours circulated that the family had somehow brought the demonic activity on themselves. With no local support and now in fear of their lives, the Murphys emigrated to America in 1913. But the story did not end there, so as the apparently the poltergeist followed them. The, their cottage in Canine, now a ruin, was never lived in again. Today, visitors say it remains an oppressive atmosphere. Ooh. Mm. That's, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, so, yeah. so the ghost followed them. But the thing is, it started in 1911 and uh, it kept going and uh, they left in 1913. So they put up with that shit for two years. Nah, <laughs> fuck that. Definitely not. It's uh, out to fuck. <laughs> like, there, there's, I heard of a story, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to mention any names, but I heard of this story where in the Holy Lands in Belfast, right? There... <laughs> were a bunch of lads living in the house, right? Okay. And they kept hearing this 
banging and all and <laughs> uh, during the day in the middle of the night and everything now in the whole land she, you know you're bound to hear something like you know so but nobody there was only one other person in the house right. and they kept hearing this like at each time it was always only one person and they kept hearing this slamming the doors and banging and everything and you know mm-hmm. moaning and groaning and all that you know <laughs> so they contacted a priest right to come over to the house to um see what the thing is and the priest wouldn't come over would would not come over he said, oh, wise up, boys, you know, it's nothing, it's going to be nothing. So then they eventually uh, got the priest over to do a blessing of the house. And the minute the priest went in, he says, boys, pack your stuff, get out of here. Get out of this house. And a, a really uh, uh, exorcist had to go to the house. And apparently the exorcist was left exhausted after it. And still to no avail, and the boys had to get the hell out of the house. Yeah, and that was in the Holy Lands. I heard that story oh, about two years ago. Fucking yeah. hell, yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that before. Yeah, I lived yeah. in the Holy Lands. Yeah, it's so day. Well, just off the Holy Lands, but. Yeah, oh, I was uh, in Damascus. Like. You, were, you, were, you were in <laughs> the Holy Lands. I, I was, was in just, the fucking the battle zone. Like. I was just off it, like I was I was close to, like, do you know, Spar? Oh, Holy yeah. Lands Spar, I was close to there. Posh, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the story that I heard. Now, I whenever I first heard it, I said, a load of balls, boys in the Holy Lands in the house by themselves and they're here moaning and groaning and banging. There's only one fucking answer for that. But that's the, the devious side in me, you know. But uh, yeah, apparently now they, they, they couldn't, um, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't cope with it. But I have another uh, story here and this is a haunted mansion in Sligo. Home to Egyptian artifacts. On the Kulara Peninsula in Slago, William Phibbs built a stately mansion known variously as Seafield or Lachine House. The mansion overlooked the sea and with over 20 rooms, it stood out as an opulent symbol built at the height of the Great Famine by a man who was a cruel and unsympathetic landlord. In other words, bastard. <laughs> by the early 20th century, his descendant, uh, Owen Phibbs, housed a collection of Egyptian artefacts, including mummies, at the house. Seemingly, this stimulated the activity of a violent poltergeist. Oh, wow. According to some servants, the house often shook and objects would smash into the walls at random. A ghostly horse-drawn coach rumbled up the avenue at night, only to disappear at the entrance door. Several exorcisms were conducted at the house, yet the activity did not cease. The Phibbs family strongly denied the haunting as it became difficult to retain servants and no one knows what prompted them to leave abruptly in 1938. It wouldn't be the onset of a war, would it? Uh, (laughs) Never to return. Agents organised for all the house contents, even the roof, to be sold. It is now a ruin covered in wild Atlantic ivy, occasionally visited by those interested 
in its paranormal history. That is now, freaky, freaky, that, freaky. That is scary. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like that. But it, like, did you ever hear the stories of Tutankhamun's tomb? Like, the people who first discovered Tutankhamun's tomb, they were all cursed and they all died. Yeah, like they all died relatively soon after. They, they like they say if you're ever in Egypt or you ever see like a pharaoh's treasures, never come near it or never, you know, touch it or anything because you're it's it's a death sentence more or less. So I wonder was any of the Egyptian artifacts part of the um, like pharaoh's treasures and that spooked the house? You know, it could, could well have been, but I tell you, I wouldn't like. To, to be in that house where, where a house shakes especially in this part of the world you know it's not good news no no definitely not definitely definitely not but just on exorcisms there right so we've all seen the exorcist or if yeah. you haven't right you know the w- woman's going there uh, the wee girl's in the thing and she fuck goes, me fuck, fuck me fuck me you can't <laughs> fuck me you can't and she's australian yeah <laughs> there's a shark in the water <laughs> oh that's a big dish we do it's i i i had watched it years and years and years ago me and mike mike i used to hate scary films right yeah. my cousin sean used to love them right right and he used to make me watch them with him and I remember seeing it and fucking being petrified. And I watched it about a year ago and was like, this you, is the you, fucking stupidest Yeah, you'd be laughing. And her head and her, the yeah. green puke and everything. And yeah, like, you bastard. The new one looks quite good, though. Yeah, uh, uh, There's one with Russell Crowe as well, The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, the, I, I would want to watch it. But anyway, um, in 2014, I think it was, I went to Blackpool. Right. With my... And there was a, um, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but there was a, um, beside Pleasure Beach, there was like this haunted house thing, right? With live actors. So me and Ma went in and there was a scary clown and all and he was standing at a door and the door number was 666, right? Oh, right. And he says, uh, like in this Lancashire accent, he's like, I'm not going to do it. But he, was, he says, we're going to go into a room here. And there's a girl in the bed, and whatever you do, don't look her in the eye. So me, afraid of my shite, right? Really nervous. I kept my head down. But my mother decided to walk in and look the fucker straight in the eye, right? And the fucker jumped up out of the bed, right into our faces, <laughs> and, we're, blah, 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 and I shouted, fuck off! <laughs> and Ma thought it was hilarious, right? So I can't remember any of the other rooms, but <laughs> we went into the final room and we were at the very back of the, of the line. It said there was like 20 of us or so. We were at the very back because I wasn't long after getting um, a knee operation. So I was taking it easy going through. And the final room was a prison cell kind of thing. Right. Uh, or not a prison cell, like a prison, like the, the Green Mile, more or less. And it was very badly lit. And at the very front... There was a man with a white mask on and a chainsaw. Of course. And next thing, he started the chainsaw up and started walking towards us, right? And just at that, the lights started to flicker and the lights went out. (laughs) And after about 10 seconds, we heard... And the lights come up again and the bastard was standing behind us, walking towards us. (laughs) Now, I bolted, 
And there was loads of people going, who's running? Right? I bolted. I ran the fuck out of there. And as I ran out through this door, we were, uh, as you ran out into the middle of it, you go into the middle of a pub. And everyone having a pint and watching you on the screen as you come out, right? So obviously they're all laughing too. Now, what I didn't realise until my mother came back and joined me in the pub was, when I had bolted, she got an awful fright as well. And the man in front of her, she grabbed a halt of and gave him the most unholy wedgie. She grabbed his boxers and gave him a wedgie out of pure fear. And whenever he walked out, he, he was hard, he was still picking his cacks out of his hole. Like. And uh, my mother says, oh God, I'm awful sorry about that. You know, I got an awful fright. But she was that frightened that she gave a man a wedgie and uh, he was very, very embarrassed, as was I whenever she told me the story. But see things like that. That's what I'm looking forward to having Fitzpatrick's. I believe like there's jump scares and everything. But going back again then to last year, last June, me and Kira went up to Donegal and there was a famine village. And... Uh, there was, you know, you go into this room and they, they do, like, um, they do, oh, like, this is where searching one lived and this is all the, the things they had during the war and or during the famine. And there was only, like, electricity brought into the area in the 1980s or the 1990s. So it was really, really interesting. And the man running it then says, now, if you're interested, he says, you can do our ghost walk. So me and Kira looked at each other and said, fuck it, will we do it, right? <laughs> and we went into it, right? And it was literally mannequins with a fucking uh, plastic bag over the top of them, right? And they jump out. And some of them would only jump out half the way because they were wrecked. They were, they were done in, like. Yeah. And they would go, rrr, rrr, like, jumping out. And I have never seen Kira as afraid, even though it was so shit. The two yeah. of us kept jumping <laughs> and we were like, get us out of here, get us out. It was so shit, but so good. <laughs> but that's what's good about jump scares. But the one in Blackpool, if you're ever in Blackpool, uh, especially near Pleasure Beach, um, give it a go because it's very, very good. Cool. Well, I've put it, and uh, well, you obviously told us that um, you weren't a massive fan of horror movies. I have put together a list of my top five Halloween movie picks, horror movies. Okay. Uh, Do my head. So, number one, The Conjuring. Have you ever seen it? Seen the second one. Why have you watched the second one enough, the first one? Brian Ravey invited me to go to the cinema to see The Conjuring 2 and he was more afraid than what I was and I was sitting laughing the whole way through it. Oh no, I love it. I think it's one of the best films, horror films The ever Conjuring, made. just the first one? All three. All three, okay. All three. It's the one, it's the second one where it's like the armchair is fucking... That's the one that's based on a true story yeah. in... Um, England? Yeah, yeah, it's Liverpool, is it? Yeah. Um, and you can actually see... The real clips of it. Now it's that one there's petrifying. Mm-hmm. Um and then the whole conjuring universe as such. So you've obviously got the conjuring, conjuring two, conjuring three, the devil made me do it, um, which is actually a guy that studied in the Lear in Dublin's plays okay. the lead in that. 
Then you've got The Nun, which is Valak, which is fucking so scary. I've and, never watched it. Oh, man. And then you've got Annabelle, which is The Doll. Which and is that's based on a true story as well. I think, the whole, I think all of them are based There's on somebody I know that is nicknamed Annabelle um, because of her badly put on makeup. Anyway, <laughs> can, uh, keep her lit. Well, the, the two um, investigators that are in the Conjuring universe... Um, I can't remember their names. I want to say Warren, Ed Warren, and someone. They're real people in real life that done this for a job. It was based on their stories, and I just think that's what makes it a bit more scarier. Is because it it's real. It's their true, like it's yeah. their witness accounts. I think you can get them on uh, Netflix, and you can get them on um Prime maybe, but that would be one that I would watch. The next one is. Um, called Veronica. Okay. It's in Spanish. Okay. It's possibly the scariest film I've ever watched. Really? Hands down. I've watched a lot of scary films. This one here probably is number one for yeah. me. Um, you have to watch it with subtitles, which is obviously a bit annoying. But it's on Netflix, and it is fucking weird. Yeah. The next one... The next one is <laughs> Insidious. The Insidious um, all all of them are really, really good. We watched the latest one there last week and I loved it. <laughs> You're a fucking knob. <laughs> um, the uh, Insidious uh, four is um, Sinister. Okay. Fucking weird as shit. And that'll be the one that most people probably have nightmares about is Sinister. And the next it one sounds very sinister. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, the next one isn't really a horror film, but it's one that petrified me when I was younger. The others. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit weird that one. So What's that, that about? So this family move into. Um, I don't want to ruin it. All oh, right. Okay. I don't. If I, I, yeah. if, if I go into it too much, basically, this family move into this house. And shit happens. And shit happens. Right, okay. But if I go into detail, it ruins yeah, the yeah. whole fucking... No, there's no, so many twists don't. and turns in it. Like, uh, scary movies to me, yes, they, they do freak me out. And I do end up having nightmares mm-hmm. um, after them. Um, but, like, I would still maybe attempt to watch one or two. Like, if I don't think it's going to be... Like, I watched one with... Um, what do you call him? Welsh actor, Silence of the Lambs. Um, fuck me what's his name anyway he was in it and it was really Anthony Hopkins he was really really good he was like the exorcist in it can't remember the name of it but it's on Netflix it was really really good I enjoyed it I've heard of that film yeah it's very very good uh, and I wasn't I wasn't frightened with it like you know well, see after a few beers I just sit laughing like all the old ones, like say Chucky, I've watched Chucky before. I've he's, never seen it. He's just a creepy wee fucker. I've, I've seen clips of it. I've never yeah. actually seen it. Um, the the birds, I seen that once. The what? The birds. It's Hitchcock, or the crows. The birds. It's Anthony. The crow. Yeah. No. Is it the birds or the crow? The crow with your with Bruce no. Lee's son. It's Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock film. I think it's the birds. But it's. Is Bruce Lee's son in it? I can't remember. Fuck, this was years ago. I watched it. 
but uh, I, 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 then for a while it just didn't like birds it didn't frighten <laughs> me or anything the um roisin loves the halloween movie like fr- with like, jamie lee curtis yeah yeah like, mm. um looking at i i did post up on um instagram today um just asking what um see for years i always thought that michael myers and mike myers as in the you know awesome powers was the same person <laughs> <laughs> for years wow yeah. um well i'm gonna just read out the top uh the first three of the c because i'm not scrolling through them all um but brian Revy, believe it or not um he's gonna say scream yeah scream yeah. three. Oh, scream three very scream good three. um james has wrote all the saw movies oh speaking of james we're getting a new logo uh, we have commissioned james to do a, a new logo for us good man for, james thank you so our, much um for our podcast yeah, so, very good um the uh roisin has wrote hocus pocus hocus pocus your balls oh hocus pocus is good hocus pocus <clears throat> yeah it's good it's a halloween film sister sisters yeah. um yeah do, so, do you know what i um hocus pocus 2 right i i watched it in uh on disney plus and the funniest scene on that is whenever I haven't seen it. Oh right, okay. <laughs> don't, Anna, don't Anna. Anna. I'm watching it, it is, this week. It is very, very funny. Right, okay. There, there's a scene in it that and just text me and let me know what scene you think is funny. But Wait, I have seen it. Have you? Is that the one where they're in the supermarket and stuff? Yes. So yeah, they go into the supermarket I fucking hate it and they left a face mask, right? And one of the witches go. It says, "Tis the face of a child," and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I I still laugh at that. Yeah, I thought I hadn't seen it, and now but I'm remembering it. Like Bette Midler, like is just brilliant as as Winifred, really really good. But like there's other wee Halloween films as well, but most of them are shit <laughs> <laughs> and that is your uh, and just like that <laughs> yeah just like that and uh, so we'll now move on to the traditional am I the asshole section okay mate so moving on to the am I the asshole section so this is an actual Halloween one so I searched and found one uh, a Halloween edition of am I the asshole so am I the asshole for ruining thousands of kids Halloween and not feeling bad about it I live in a large neighbourhood, about 90 houses. We are what's considered the rich neighbourhood. Already is a dick. Dick. Um, so our neighbourhood, as always, has always been a hotspot for trick-or-treaters. Bet you Sparcroft. <laughs> we used to get about 70, or 700, sorry, to 1,000 kids a year. I've always loved getting trick-or-treaters because my kids are teens now and don't trick-or-treat anymore. But in the last four years, it's gotten ridiculous. There's thousands of kids and their parents flooding the streets, people with hay in their rigs, carrying kids around, trampling yards, littering candy wrappers everywhere. And the amount of small children walking around by themselves is appalling. People from the neighborhood, neighboring town of 30,000 people take their kids to my neighborhood. I was annoyed, but I never really did anything about it until two years ago. My daughter tripped and broke her arm. We didn't think it was a break, but we wanted to go to the ER anyway to get it checked out. And there were so many people in our neighbourhood, we couldn't get out. 
There were cars everywhere, lining the streets, parked in people's yards. It was horrible. We had to wait until everyone left about 1am to go to the hospital. My daughter had to wait in pain for hours. At that point, I was done. I contacted the neighboring neighborhood com- community and we managed to get some folks, cops mostly, to stand at the gate with a list and only let in certain people. Folks that live here, family members, friends, etc. If you wanted to get in, you had to be close to someone in the neighborhood. It was great. There were only about 300 kids in the neighborhood and after there was barely any trash and we're doing it again this year. I recently told my sister what I have done and she got really angry. When we were kids we had to trick or treat in other neighborhoods because we lived in a trailer park with no other kids. She told me I was a horrible person for ruining thousands of kids Halloween but honestly I am not too broken up about it. It was a hazard. If there was a fire or an emergency no one would be able to get any help. When I was a kid there was never any cars lining the streets the residents could get out if they wanted to. It was never dangerous. Is he an asshole? No, he's not. Because I have the same fucking issue all the time with, like, say trying to get out of a certain parking space mm-hmm. or, like, out of the house. It is the most annoying thing. If there was an emergency, God forbid, and you couldn't get out, yeah, yeah, yeah go the extra mile. Get the fuck out of the road. Out the fuck. No, he's not. Like, the children, the children will get over it. The children will get over it. They will have another Halloween. All being well, God willing, they'll have another Halloween. He's not an arsehole. He's an arsehole for saying, you know, we're the rich neighbourhood. <laughs> Fuck off. But he's, no, he's not an arsehole. The child broke her arm. Everyone was in the way. He couldn't get out. Out the fuck. What do you think? I don't know. I think I'm on the fence a wee bit. No, he's not. <clears throat> uh, he's not an arsehole. No, I would have done exactly the same. I would have uh, got in the car. Out the fuck. Move, move out of the way. No, but bit, like, dude, the horn and everything. It's Halloween. Yeah, and what? It's Halloween's just not a day. And especially if it's in America, they have days for everything. <laughs> they have days for everything. They would have a day for the colour of the shape in your toilet roll if they got away with it. Like, I, no, I've no. I, I sympathise with the man completely. He's not an arsehole. Not in my mind. <laughs> because say for example if you broke your arm or you broke your ankle or something right and you need to go to the hospital straight away or yeah. if, god forbid something worse happened and you couldn't get out because your dicks lying the streets <laughs> going about and acting, <clears throat> acting the dick and they wouldn't move out of the road knowing that they, like and you're screaming please move there's an emergency would you be happy with them people out in the street um no but you no. could say the same for concerts. And you could say the same for other things as well. Like, look at them people in Kroger who live beside Kroger Park. No, no. I'll tell you, see, if you're going to go on about, what do you call him, Garth Brooks, he's just a dick and a greedy dick. No, well, it's all concerts in Kroger Park. It's not just Garth Brooks. Yeah, like, the, the amount of cars that are like, now, going down there is yeah, little. Sorry. But just, just think of it, right? You have Kroger Park. Kroger right. Park has been there since Jesus was a child, right? <laughs> It has been there for what feels like thousands of years. They built houses around that, and people moved into that. No one, no one, that that is the headquarters of the GAA. No yeah, one for the GAA, not for fucking. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it can. It is a multi-purpose stadium, and oh. so that is on them. They need to wind their necks in, and the same is going to happen with Casement Park. They're they're yapping now about it. 
But see, whenever the money starts rolling in and the local businesses start rocketing and the fucking everything happens, they'll be delighted. They'll say it's the best thing that happened since sliced bread. But what are they doing now? Yapping That's going to be a fucking disaster. What, Kissman Park? Road, yeah. Yeah. It, like, well, or Anderson Town, right on a water I can't, I can't wait to see it, though. Yeah, like, it's great. Like, and it's... I'm glad... Right, and I really do like Windsor Park. I've seen a lot of football in Windsor I, Park. I used to I live beside it. I've never been inside it. No, I went and watched a couple of Cliftonville v Linfield games at it. and Good stadium, you yeah. know. I liked it. I yeah. enjoyed it. Listen, there was no problem. I liked the walk up to it as well. Like, there's yeah. a, like a like a walk that you go through. Like What's the best way to go? Boucher Road or Lisburn Road? Because an awful lot. When I lived on the... Boucher Road is the main entrance to it, I think. Oh, right. Because when I lived in... When I lived on the Lisburn Road, yeah. um, to, like you couldn't, you couldn't go out for cars all over the place. Same, oh no, same like, thing. If something had happened to me with my club feet, and I couldn't get out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, whenever it was announced that Casey Park was one of the stadiums for the Euros, I was fucking, I'm delighted. Like when, yeah. I like it's ne- in my lifetime, no major, the only major football match that has been in Belfast. In my lifetime, was the Super Cup final last year, okay. Chelsea v. Um, Villarreal. Well, I'll tell you, tell you one thing. Yeah. Liverpool, if they get to the Europa League final this year, do you know Dublin? They, yeah, Dublin. Yeah. So I'll be hoping to get a trip down to <clears throat> Lansdowne Road. Yeah. Now, there's been the Euros have been down, were down in Dublin a couple of years ago, Group F or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Portugal played, but it's never been in Belfast. No. And the fact that. You know, they're building this stadium. It's quite cool. But anyway. Uh, gonna... So going back to your man, he's not a dick. I fully support him and I give him a medal. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so we'll move on to our surprise topic. So this week I have a Halloween quickfire for you. Okay. So I'm going to ask you 25 questions and I want you to just give the first answer that comes into your head. Oh, okay. okay. Just one more answer. Some of them might be need longer. Okay. What was the worst item you ever received when trick or treating? Uh, an orange. What was the most haunted place you have ever been in? Probably Daisy Hill Hospital. Okay. If you could replace any one one person's head with a pumpkin, who would it be and why? One person's head with a pumpkin. Yeah. So you could carry about their head and not a pumpkin. Um, Elon Musk. <laughs> Why? Because he's a dick, and I want his money. I thought you were about. I thought you would have said Freddie Mercury, so you could talk to him. No, no, no. <laughs> Leave Freddie's head alone. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you were a kid, what was one character you wanted to dress up as that you never got the chance to? That's Ooh, a great question. That is an excellent question. Um, that I wanted to dress up as but never had the chance to. Uh, let me see. I'll skip that one for now and come back to it. Okay. Um, Finish the sentence. It wouldn't be Halloween without... Pumpkins. If you had to change your name to something based on Halloween puns, what would you choose? Uh, Halloween puns? Yeah, for example, Sir Ghosty McPumpkin. Fuck me. Uh, Polter McGeist. (laughs) Name someone you know who does a tremendous evil laugh, then let out your own version of it. Brian Reavy. Okay. Um, If you had to spend the next year living in a haunted location, which would you choose and why? 
in a haunted location. Uh, probably there is the hotel up in Carrick Fergus. That's one of NA's most um, haunted places. Cool. I'd stay up there because it's close to Belfast. If your life was a Halloween movie, which one would it be? Uh, probably The Exorcist. Because I call everyone a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what Halloween movie villain do you most identify with? Halloween movie villain? I don't know that many villains. Um, can it be any villain or just Halloween? Any villain. Any villain. Uh, probably Scar out of The Lion King. I would say the wee, the wee like, um, ventriloquist doll from Toy Story 4. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, beside Black orange or purple what three colors most remind you of halloween uh, besides what color black orange or purple what color reminds you of halloween um blue okay yeah <laughs> based on their personality alone who in your family do you think gives the best candy or trick-or-treaters oh um out of my family yeah my mother cool she has sweets out for the trick-or-treaters already and I fill up my pockets. <laughs> what has been the scariest moment in your life? If you made a movie about that moment, who would play the villain? Scariest movie in my life would probably be... Um, I was involved in a car accident on a rainy day and hit the side of a moving lorry. Okay. That was, but there was no villain in that. I I was the villain there. Well, I wasn't speeding, but I um, it was a very very deep bend, and I should have had better control of the car. So who would play you? Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking your man from Recess. Who? Randall. Or Randall, you yeah, fucking dick, yeah. Um, what was the scariest movie you ever saw as a kid? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You still think it's scary? Yes. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes, 100%. If, you've already said that to be fair. Yeah. What food, non-candy or sweets, most reminds you of Halloween? An apple pie with the ring in it. Cool. If you had to choose a Halloween-themed tattoo, what would it be and where would you want it placed? Skull. Uh, right on my arse crack <laughs> um, if you had to choose one scary movie to live in which would you choose one scary movie to live in probably um, because I've seen it recently Scream what's the most absurd character you dressed up as for Halloween the most absurd um Mr. Blobby. If someone wanted to scare the soul out of you, what would they have to do? Show me my tuition fees. <laughs> Describe your perfect Halloween night. Family, friends, fireworks. Create the scariest creature you can by combining four different animals. Uh, a snake, um, an elephant, and uh, let me see, a tiger. And uh, how many more do I have? Of one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an animal, um, a wolf. Cool. What childhood nursery rhyme do you think would make the best horror film? Mary had a little blouse and it was torn to bits. And everywhere that Mary went, it showed her little tits. Fuck me. <laughs> if you could carve your arch enemy's face into a pumpkin, who would it be? Oh, God. Ooh. Name a celebrity. 
Name a celebrity. Uh, Donald Trump. Very good. That's a quick fire. Just before I move on, I'm on oh, what was the one that uh, I skipped on again? Uh, it was the film one, was it? Uh, when you were a kid, what was the one character you wanted to dress up as that you never got a chance to? Uh, the one that I never got a chance to, probably like a, a wizard of some sort. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You ever notice that nursery rhymes are really fucked up? Yeah. I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to talk about this next week. Okay. Because no problem. Because I have That's so a little on. preview for you. So, getting ready to wrap up. Anything that fucked you off this week? Anything fucked me off Ooh. this week. Yes. Waiting rooms. Waiting rooms? Yes. Waiting rooms. Like... In hospitals or just... Or just in general. Alright, okay. Um, you go into... Now, the thing with waiting rooms is whenever you go into wait, a waiting room and people stare at you, right? <laughs> So it's not so much the, the waiting room itself, it's the people that stir. Right? Okay. And they're just stir like every move and they're just fucking why do you feel the need to stir at me? I hate that. <laughs> I because I, I would rather say, Do I owe you something? I buy something belong to you. What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I hate people that stir at me. And that's just been going on since I was child, like, you know, with the people always staring at me like yeah, was, I'm trying really not to be cruel right now and, what? and laugh. I'm going, oh. I know, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, uh, no, th- th- as you know, there's always, like here's, here's a perfect example, right, of going back to episode one and the things that fucked me off, the group chats, right? Right. At the minute, I am in three group chats that you created. And at the minute, I have three messages in a so one in each group chat with the exact same fucking message in it not from me no not from you but <laughs> i'm in three let me see one two three yes three group chats with the exact same fucking message in it and that is what fucks me off about group chats <laughs> like there's no fucking call for it no call for it. I hope Ro- Roisin's already not talking to you, like. So I uh, no, Roisin is not talking to me because I out. said that a, a very famous uh, uh, West End musical was shite, and the reason why I said it was shite was because it was far too fast for me, fast paced, and I watched it when I was exhausted, and it was far too fast. All I know is at the end of this film uh, or the end of this musical, there's something to do with the chimpanzee. That's all I fucking know. <laughs> No, I don't think there is. <laughs> yeah, there is something to do. There's a vet, and they talk about a chimpanzee. <laughs> it's not about a fucking chimpanzee. I know it's not about a chimpanzee, but that's the right. only thing that registered in my mind. Okay. So, Roisin, I know you'll be listening to this here again. I don't think she does. I, I know I don't think she. I, I don't think Kira listened to the first one and she would yeah, it's good. I was like, yeah, what about discuss? <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Don't think she listens. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah, that is another thing that has pissed me off. Is one, two, three with the same fucking message in it. Okay, well, speaking yeah. of uh, of things that fucked you off, things that fucked me off, Roisin not coming to the range with me to buy Christmas decorations. Fuck it's me far off. too early. She, it fucked me off. Yeah, far it's too, early. too early. It is far too, it's early. Not too early. It's far too early. No. Yes. Because do you want to know why it's not too early? Why? Because if we were to go now, people wouldn't be buying them, so you'd get all the good stuff. Whereas if you leave it, then you're getting all the shit stuff. I want to get all the good stuff. Right, okay. I want to get all the tacky Christmas stuff. I love tacky Christmas. Another thing that 
fucking me clean off is the amount of fucking people on Instagram that are now fitness people. Cunts. Do you know the best way to lose weight? The best cure for anything may be weight loss, may be a headache, may be a sore arm, may be sleep deprivation, anything. Do you know what the best cure is? A good shite. Right? (laughs) That is the best cure. So, see these people that saying, um, oh, you need to be eating this. What they mean is, you need to eat this so that you're going to do a massive shit and it'll help you. They all contradict each other. Yeah, they, they, they all do my head. And I, like, one of, yeah. one of my friends is doing it at the minute and he has lost a serious amount of weight. Uh-huh. Like, he looks fantastic and he's doing things. But his stuff is, it's not condescending yeah. and it's not aggressive yeah. and it's certainly not, he's not being a dick. But there's just ones that I be flicking through and they're just assholes. Like, do you know what my, like, fuck off. Do you know you? what my favourite machine at the gym is? The vending machine. The vending <laughs> machine. I was actually at, uh, on like a, a, yeah, it was like a course. It was like a fitness yeah. course. Like, and had to watch what I was eating and everything. And I kept, my, my weight kept going up and down a few pounds here and there. But on Christmas, the week after Christmas, I actually lost weight. I don't know how, because I ate like a fucking pig, but yeah. I, I lost weight over Christmas. There you go. Well, folks, we'll wrap up the podcast there. If you enjoyed it, please tell your family and friends to give us a listen. Please follow us and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to. And give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, so from me, JP. And me, Darlgy, have a very, very safe and fun Halloween. It's a ghost. (laughs) Overnight, folks.